What's going on, folks? Welcome to 34 Questions. Today, I have a very special guest. The homie Dre is in the building. How you doing, Dre? What's up? Oh, excited to be here, Jan. For sure. Thank you. Um, first, yeah, first off, I want to say thank you. Thank you for your time. Um, the opportunity to reconnect. It's been a while. Uh, I, I don't know even how many years. Like, do you remember? Probably like oh 10, 10 plus years, right? <laughs> 10 plus years. Can you imagine that? Where did yeah. the time go? <laughs> we were kids back then, for sure. <laughs> um, and yeah, thank you for the opportunity to, uh, to get to know you better uh, and for our audience to get to know you better as well. Uh, so yeah, awesome. for uh, for those unfamiliar with the show, we do this is the flow. Um, first, we do a few intro questions just to set the tone. Um, I have a little spelling bee icebreaker for you. You don't feel f- <laughs> no pressure to to participate or not. It's all up to you. Um, and then we do we jump into the main meat of the questions where you choose a number between one and thirty four. We kind of flow through the conversation like that, and then we finish it off with some concluding questions. Sound good to you, Dre? Sounds amazing. I'm excited. Which, by the way, Jan, I didn't really want to dive too deep because I know you had different sets of questions. So oh, I'm yeah, yeah. I'm coming in here fresh. So when I give you a number, it's like I don't even know what's coming. Dope, dope. I, I mean, I appreciate <laughs> that. I think that's the best way for a guest to step into it. Um, but yeah, I mean, yeah, even if you saw those lists, those lists are like randomized together. That was just for me to know I was hitting 34 questions every list. But uh, yeah, yeah, no, no worries. We're just going to go Ooh, with exciting. <laughs> All right. So um, first question in the intro is how have you been? It's been such a long time. Um, you've been doing good. You've been uh, going through it. How, how you been? Well, I guess let me just say you know how how vulnerable are we getting here like is it meant to be like straight out you know are we trying to warm up a little bit it's all up to you uh whatever you're comfortable with you know i don't want to put guests on the spot at all so you know it's it's whatever you feel like uh, talking about is is up to you um for me you know it's quality over quantity of course i'd i'd hope my guests would feel comfortable to open up but i also know there's boundaries um, yeah. So yeah, no, no doubt. Uh, whatever yeah. you're comfortable with, and when we go through the questions later on, if there's a question that you'd rather pass or like kind of skip, we can do it as well. Like, cool. it's it's no issue. So. Okay. Great. Yeah. Sounds good. I mean, I think I'm. I want to come in here anyways uh, to be as as vulnerable, honest, and open as I can to, I guess, help inspire other people to live their truths as well. I mean, like you said, there are boundaries for different people, and I think for me the pandemic has been you know crazy in in all different kinds of ways for all people not just not just me um but i think what i wanted to do is i'm the kind of person who really um i I can't sit still so to speak like i always want to be moving forward and if i'm not setting goals and trying to achieve those goals i i feel i I don't know like de-energized somehow and knowing that i couldn't travel and i couldn't do all these things during the pandemic it gave me a chance to reflect on what was really going on. And so that how are you question, I'm good now, but at the start of the pandemic, it was a, a disaster. Um, I got to face, got, be face to face with my traumas that I've had from way back when. Um, and it was a time for me to say, you know what? These traumas are getting the best of me. They are taking over parts of my life. Um, and this pandemic is just, is, it's basically just triggering that. It's not, you know, the pandemic that's actually causing this. Um, and so I took a lot of time in late 2020 and early 2021 to really try and, and heal. 
Um, and so now I feel like because I've done some of the work um, and you know, it's not over, it's, it's not like I did it and then I'm done, check mark. Um, but because I've done some of the work, I really do feel that I'm in a really good place right now. Um, and I just, I'm seeing opportunity pretty much everywhere because of my mindset and how it's changed. Wow. Wow. Um, first off, thank you for opening up. I know it's not easy, especially when we go through some tough times. So thank you for sharing. Um, I think a lot of people can relate, uh, not not specifically with your unique uh, experience, but, you know, through our own, I guess, through our own times to face our own traumas, you know, and uh, kind of like, I think <laughs> I have spoken with this with other guests that that's what quarantine kind of did for a lot of people is that yeah. that forced isolation, that forced reflection uh, for better, for worse. I can't speak for everybody, but yeah, I think it's given people renewed energy coming off to the to the to the um, other side of it. And yeah. yeah, I'm glad I'm glad to hear that, you know, you feel like the, the, the work was, is paying off and uh, yeah, you know, you're progressing absolutely. forward. Absolutely. I mean, I definitely, um, like you said, like that, that reflection piece, that isolation has forced us to either, you know, find new avenues to avoid our, our dramas or our situations um, or to just kind of face them head on. And, and yeah, hopefully that'll help inspire people to just be like, you know what? It is possible. You can do it. It's not easy, but it's possible. No doubt. No doubt. And, you know, honestly, I, I feel like I can relate um, and I never framed it as me facing my traumas, but in a way I feel like I did. And um, yeah, it's something that I've it's it's helped me deal with it and kind of helped me readjust uh, my direction in life, <laughs> I would yeah. say. But um, yeah, it, I, I'm thankful for it. And oh, amazing. Yeah. Yeah. It's a. Uh, it's been an eye opener for sure. And, you know, I, I'm, I'm more grateful than I was in the beginning, you know, fe feeling the feeling the feeling those emotions. But yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So thank you again. Uh, <laughs> You're welcome. My second question for you is what would you like your descendants to know about you? This is kind of like the tie in question for for every episode. Um, yeah. But the way I frame it is that it took me a long time to kind of like figure out who I was and who I am. Mm. And I used I would think like, I wonder what my descendants were like. So I would know, you know, if they're anything like me, you know, did they, were they talkative, you know, yeah. <laughs> were they yeah. um, into getting to know people and stuff like that? So yeah, I hope they were. And, you know, most people have told me, yeah, you know, that that's usually what it is. You got that uh, certain personality from someone from before. Um, but yeah, sure. and, and in this way, instead of reaching back, I kind of want my guests to reach forward. And if there was anybody that, you know, five generations down the road, you know, your descendant is trying to figure out who they are. What would mm. you like them to know about you? So to understand, oh, well, understand themselves. That's such a fascinating question, mostly because... I've part and you know I'm, I wasn't trying to take this conversation um, in, in tune with my with my adoption, but that is a huge facet of who I am, um, and it, it just it's a big part of my identity, and that's part of that trauma that I had to deal with. Um, but with that said, it means that I never really got to know my descendants, um, you know, just like many people, but I didn't even get that chance, I guess, right off the bat. <laughs> so I never really knew like where I came from. And so a lot, a big part of me is a little bit worried to even have my own future legacy 
because in, in terms of, um, of a child um, or children. And I'm still debating that question because I am coming into those those 30s when they say it's your peak, like womanhood, like birthing, you know, being a mother. Um, so I'm really trying to understand, like, if that's something that I even want to do, um, which is why that question is so interesting, because it's like, what do my, what do I want my descendants to know about me? Well, what if I don't have anybody? Like, what if I decide not to take that route and I don't have any other connection to any other people biologically? So can I, can I leave a legacy for just other people to know, other people that I'm close to instead? Um, and so I, I mean, I guess I would want people to know that I always have their best interests at heart, no matter who you are um, or, or what, what you're doing in your life. If you're a decent human being, like you're always welcome at my table kind of thing. Like, I just want people to know that, you know, I do get busy, I'm always doing something, but if I can always let people know in the background that no matter where I'm, where I'm at, what I'm doing, you're always welcome. You know, give me a phone call, give me a text. Like I will always make time for you. I got you. I got you. Um, I mean, your story is kind of unique. You know, you, um, you talked about, you opened up about your adoption. Thank you again. Um, <laughs> Yeah. yeah, I mean, I, I'm I'm very grateful and thankful. So you you'll hear me say that a lot on this podcast, um, sure. because you know, I I don't ask my guests to to talk about their lives or as much as they want. Um, yeah. So yeah, I'm just I'm just grateful that you're you're able to be open about these things. Um, but yeah, the, this question in particular also this is the first time someone's kind of said you know, well. What, what if I don't have any and mm-hmm. um and in my mind it, it's not so much so like like it has to be a bloodline descendant I think I mean I, I kind of <laughs> I, I try to group um the whole world as like you know we're all citizens of the world you know we're not yeah. that much different so I would think that in, it's just our generation reaching out to the next generation you know okay. it's it's also I, I I like to that's one way I would say like oh don't don't feel a certain type of way about the question i think just reaching out from generation to generation is crazy already um Mm -hmm. but yeah (laughs) that's all i want to add to that Um, yeah no i mean it's it's great and i think that's why these questions are so interesting is because we all have like unique experiences that shape who we are so that's determines how we think and process the questions that you ask no doubt no doubt and i i definitely enjoy hearing how everyone kind of takes it and their perspective on you know the questions so appreciate it uh my third question for you is how would you like to be honored you know if i was gonna say Mm. i'm gonna do something in drea's name today you know in honor of her or you know what what would you like me to do (laughs) um that's a good one i guess it's just finding that level of of understanding um i just know so many people who are just so quick to judge and, you know, myself included, you know, I, I'm not going to say that I don't do that as well. Um, I try to be a little bit more conscious about it. But, you know, when you meet somebody for the first time, like be open to meeting that person. You never know, like, what their story is. And the fact that we're all human beings, I mean, that's one of the great things about this podcast is like we all are getting to know each other on a level that is human. You know, it's not about what work you do or you know, what you've accomplished in life. It's just like, who are you as a, as a human being? And do my values fit with, with that, you know? So it's, it's just, you know, if you're going to do something in my honor, it's the next person that you meet, just be completely open to understanding them. And obviously you're already doing that. So. <laughs> I mean, you know, I could, I could do a, 
give it a little extra uh, extra sauce for you. So <laughs> <laughs> there you go, yeah, little yeah, extra yeah. sauce. Like you know, it's it, even to the point where one of the things that I really like to do, and this is not for everybody. I think it's just because I love being hospitable. Um, is that there be, there will be people, and this was pre pandemic, who would come to LA who I'd never even met before, but a friend of mine would contact me and they would be like, hey, my friend is gonna be in LA. Um, do you mind like just showing them around or even suggesting a, a couple of things? And I would go full tour guide mode. Like I wanted that person to have the best experience that they could possibly have. So it was like, I didn't even know this person, but I was willing to step outside of my comfort zone, take them in my car and show them like a really good time around my city. And I, I honestly love doing that. You, you can just make lasting memories with that person but also you can transform that person's life. You know, you don't know what they've been going through or what, you know, they've experienced. So yeah, that's that little extra sauce that maybe you can do one day. Okay. Okay. I got you. <laughs> I got you. Um, I'll, I'll definitely do that. No, no worries. <laughs> I, that's something I'm interested in for sure. Um, nice. So my fourth question for you is how well do you know yourself? And if it's hard to put into words, you could just do a scale from one to 10. Um, I would say I'm pretty self-aware, <laughs> like insanely self-aware. Um, it, I won't recognize something within an, a split second, but I will always reflect on everything that I do, especially if it was considered like negative energy. I'll reflect on that and be like, oh God, like, why did I do that? Let me journal about this. Um, you know, let me hit up my therapist. Like, hey, what, like, why did I process this this way? Um, so I'm just always self-aware because I think in order for me to continue to grow and evolve over life, I need to be able to look at what I'm doing and how I'm doing it and how I react to certain things. So it's also about, about my behaviors. So I reflect on that pretty much daily. For sure. For sure. Um, I think I missed. Did you give it a number? I'm just uh, curious uh, what number you would give it. I'm going to say nine. Wow. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> no, I mean, I, uh, I definitely admire people who, who feel like they, they definitely know themselves. You know, I think that's one of, you know, life's greatest lesson sometimes is knowing who you are and um mm. for me you know i personally give myself a five uh because in the moment at this moment i would say i'm a five but i know in my higher higher moments i would feel like i know myself more and in my lower moments that's when i feel like i know myself less yeah. um, so it is a way for, for me at least it's it, the number fluctuates okay. depending on my stage in life <laughs> that's a really good point yeah i guess mine does as well um i mean i definitely need help uh you know kind of putting organizing my thoughts like i can i can figure out what is going on but i have like a million different things as to why and that's probably why i need to seek out counseling because i'm like look I have like all these thoughts like how do I you know understand them even better no doubt no doubt I um I I know the value firsthand of you know going to therapy been yeah, yeah it was a I, I never realized how how crazy what my first experience was back in in middle school middle school and high school and college I kind of always seeked seeked it because I just enjoyed the experience yeah. and um yeah I was like flew over in my head how like I guess it 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 wasn't as normal as or like as accepted as it is today and um but yeah so anybody i mean even now i i uh, saw signed up for counseling for like a couple months until yeah. you know can get a little expensive um oh, sure. yeah um but yeah you know it's something i know i'm always gonna gonna find time to to revisit because i yeah, think it is definitely. very valuable but. yeah i agree i agree i'm a huge advocate for it i know it's especially in um 
in, I guess, minority communities, especially I come from the Latinx community. You know, there's a lot of people who just don't believe in that kind of thing. Um, and I really, really do advocate for it because I think there that it can help. Um, but like you said, it, it can get expensive. So it also does kind of, uh, it, I guess it's for a certain market, so to speak. Um, you know, not oh, everybody has yeah. the privilege to do that. No doubt, no doubt. Um, all right, so we've reached the icebreaker portion of the of the podcast it is a spelling bee like i mentioned before uh you down for it or you, you want to opt out it's up to you i am down i mean i'm gonna probably get this wrong but <laughs> let's do it um let me know if uh you've already heard this word in a previous episode but okay. um the first word is liaison okay i haven't oh okay i'm gonna say oh god <laughs> is it l-i-a-s-o-n you have one more chance. I'm sorry. Oh <laughs> the hint, the hint is, um, you're missing you're, the way you spelled it. You're missing one letter right in the middle of those six letters. Okay, let me try again. L, L I A S I O N. Say it one more time. L I A S I O N. Ooh, I'm sorry. It, oh. is, <laughs> it was a. Uh, <laughs> It was L-I-A-I-S-O-N. Yeah. yeah. Oh, man. You were close. You were close. That was, that okay, was a good try. Don't hire me for your copywriter. Uh, <laughs> no, it's, it's Spellcheck's fault, you know. Um, we no longer need to <laughs> I know. know grammar, oh, my goodness. <laughs> That's a little plug right in there. But <laughs> I know. It's all podcast. <laughs> it's all good. Um, don't worry. Uh, I think only five people have gotten the word right before on this podcast. Wow. So don't even trip. I, I, that's why I keep going back to it. I think it's a good baseline word to see um, who can get it. And uh, yeah, it's it's supposed to be for like a spelling bee episode later down the line um, when I bring yeah. back the contestants who got it right. Um, but I will also do some kind of Jeopardy kind of game. So if you're interested in hopping into one of those, um, yes. that's another thing that I, I kind of want to build this thing into. So yeah, cool. We'll I'm down. All right. Well, uh, here we go. We've made it to the mean, mean, the main part of the uh, the interview where you get to choose a number between one and thirty-four. What is your first okay. number? All right. This is the entree. I'm I'm hungry. So. Um, Let's go for number 11. 11. What is your unpopular opinion? Something that you feel like you always seem to get some pushback on if you were to speak it out. Um, it could be, you know, you like pineapples on pizza and, you know, a lot of people don't <laughs> like that. <laughs> or it could be a little bit deeper. It's up to you. Oh darn either i don't have enough opinions and i need to start being more opinionated <laughs> um you know maybe that's the thing maybe you know maybe that's my answer maybe i need to start reflecting on that a bit more because i do mm. absolutely have opinions but i am afraid to share them because i am afraid of being unpopular even if it was pineapple on pizza like i would i sometimes end up just not necessarily going with what everybody else does in terms of like, if everybody likes pineapple on pizza, I'm not going to go eat pineapple on pizza if I really don't like it, but I also am afraid to disagree. So maybe that's, that's how I would answer that question. So there's, there's still room for growth on, on that part. I got you. I got you. Um, yeah. yeah. I mean, similarly, I feel like I do have opinions that I don't speak about 
openly because I, I I kind of want just to be um, open to everyone else's opinions. So if someone was going to tell me something I disagreed with, I wouldn't necessarily like to shoot them down right away. Like, no, I, I hate pineapple on pizza or something like that. <laughs> but um, nah, I was just like, okay, you like it. I don't like it. It's all good. Uh, it could yeah, also be. Yeah, right. It's like, yeah. Uh, I think that also relates to probably my need to be liked as well. <laughs> but, yeah, uh, I'm the same way. I mean, I, I don't want to call myself a people pleaser, but sometimes I do kind of fall into that category. I mean, I think it, when when you have someone who wants to help people, like it, and if that's their main priority, like things definitely get dropped. You know that the selfish things, you know that that person can do. You know, mm-hmm. um, and yeah, at its core, I think you know a people pleaser is just someone that wants to help people and that, that's a beautiful thing you know <laughs> yeah yeah but. definitely nothing wrong with it for sure but um yeah i do want to have some some unpopular opinions though like that'd be, <laughs> that'd be cool <laughs> it's it's inevitable you know because there's always going to be people who who don't like what you like you know everybody's yeah. not for everybody um yeah, it's, it's just who we surround ourselves with and i guess the the media we consume can either support or go against our beliefs so you know yeah 100% I have yet to find somebody that I don't vibe with on the podcast but I invite those people to come on because I I do want to have those interactions and kind of see how how things work out but yeah yeah. no that it's pretty interesting because I feel the same way like even even people that I don't agree with I still really just want to be open to hearing them and I think if I were to push back so hard that it becomes unpopular it doesn't leave room for us to try and co-create something together because now they've seen me as something to fear or something to be angry at and I don't want to create that kind of tension. Yeah, no, no, I feel you. It, it's, it's, it's trying to be welcoming, trying to be warm, um, but it, yeah. it can be hard when it's just, we're coming from two different places. Yeah, um, true. All right, throw me another number. All right, let's go for number seven. Oh, I'm glad this this question came up for you because I feel like you've oh, had God. a lot of experience. But um, what is a who is it? Who is a stranger or what's the story behind a stranger who left like a memorable impact? And like you just don't know them anymore. But like I know you travel and you're, you're, you're out there doing your thing. Um, yeah. So I, I'm, I was happy this question came up. But yeah, yeah if, there's cool. a, if there's a stranger that just left a, a great memory for you. Yeah, I would say off the top of my head, um, This was in my early 20s. I was studying abroad and I did a weekend trip to Paris and I didn't really know anybody there. I was completely afraid of even going there. I mean, I was just walking around with a a friend of mine and we just, we wanted to have a picnic. So we just went to the store, we got some cheese and wine and stuff. We were just sitting kind of by the Eiffel Tower and this old man, like 80s, probably yeah, in his 80s. I mean, he was still like really active. He was playing this game and I don't even know what it's called, but I think it's similar to like bocce ball or something. And it was just like, it was a Sunday afternoon. It was like him and a group of his buddies, like all just hanging out there. And I don't know why he wanted to do this, but he just came over to us, didn't speak any English. We didn't speak any French. And we just started vibing the whole time. Like it was the most amazing, incredible experience to be able to have some kind of memory with somebody where you don't even speak the same language. And then I guess with his Sunday group, they had like wine and like other snacks and stuff like that. He saw we were having a picnic. So he came and invited us to his table and was like, hey, have some snacks with us kind of thing. 
I, I don't even, I don't know. Like, it's just a simple memory. I have no clue what he was saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was just one of those things where it's just like, I'm all, I'm the kind of person who likes that hospitality to provide it to others. But when somebody does it for me, it really is one of those things where I get to experience what I'm able to give to other people. Um, and it was, it was incredible. It was the most incredible experience. That's an awesome story. That's an awesome yeah. story. Yeah, um, damn. Like, I, I wonder where that guy is now, you know? I uh, know. And Me too. Maybe I wonder if he's done that for so many people, just because he's that I kind know. of guy, you know, just to walk up to strangers and be like, yo, you guys look like you guys are fun people. And um, yeah, no, I'm just that, that whole story. I was imagining what it, what, what it was what it was like. So I kind of got lost in, <laughs> in that story. But uh, yeah, thank you for sharing. Yeah. <laughs> Um, all go. right, I'm ready for another number. Yeah, yeah, go for okay, it. Okay, all right. Um, let's go for number um, 16. 16. All right. What are you too stubborn to let go of? Mm, too stubborn to let go of. Okay. Well, hmm. This, this one might be, you know, a little too deep, so feel free to... Well, no, it's not that it's too deep. It's, it's, I guess I'm, I'm working on it at the moment, so it's not that I can't let go of it, but I'm still processing it, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, sometimes, which is very odd because I really enjoy meeting new people and I love providing experiences for other people and I just love community and all this kind of thing, right? I love building relationships, all this kind of stuff. But with that said, it is very difficult for me to get close to people, like really close to people and build like intimate relationships, whether that's romantically or platonically. Um, So it's like for, for all my life, I've always had all these acquaintances. And the part of why that is, is because Sometimes it's very difficult for me to let go of this attachment that I had to my birth mother, this woman that I never even knew. I mean, if you count, you know, nine months in the womb, but like other than that, like I never really had this, this connection with her. And so it's very difficult for me to take that and also implement it into my own life because I'm just thinking this incredible person who gave me life wasn't able to stay with me. And it just makes it that it like, so it's me being stubborn of being like, I don't want to let that go, which means I'm not open to anybody else coming into my life and sharing something so intimate and so bonding. Um, and, but I'm working on it. And I think, uh, you know, I've done quite a lot of work on it to get to a point where I am today, but there's still much more to do. Yeah. Wow. Um, you just dropping the heavy bombs on me today, but, uh, you know yeah, what? I yeah. come vulnerable and honest. Like I don't have time anymore. Like for the pandemic, I'm just like, let's just be real. <laughs> I, no, I, I thank you. Like I said, I, I'm grateful for, for, for that. Um, and for, for you to feel comfortable sharing in this space as well. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, that's, I can't imagine what it's like to feel that way. And, mm-hmm. um, and honestly, I, I didn't ever, that, you never came off to me as that kind of person who was feeling that way. So if, mm. if you do a really good job of hiding it, um, <laughs> if you've been yep. feeling that way. Um, but yeah, but yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm glad that you feel like you're, you're working on it and, you know, slowly, but it's going to take time. It's going to take steps. Nothing that big can be um, changed 
quickly you know um, yeah it's yeah especially when it's just in our hearts and in our heads like for too long yeah no doubt yeah, it is. There, there's a time for healing and then there's a time for transformation but it's not just one big thing it's usually like little little steps along the way so you have like one major point where you heal and then with that comes a little mini transformation and then you do the same thing and it happens again and again and again eventually you'll be able to get to a place where you're just like i don't know maybe fully transformed i'm, I'm not sure yeah yeah and that goes against like how we the era we kind of were raised in as far as like the instant gratification or like seeing those changes quicker and we get so disappointed when when they don't happen as quickly as we you know would like them to um so yeah i think you're you're on a great journey and i know it's an uphill battle but i know you'll get there so keep pushing we all will we all will whatever whatever you know we're all battling we will get there no doubt no doubt um just don't stop for everybody else out there like if you are battling with something don't stop i feel like that's the only time when you feel like you know you, you really lost is is when you stop trying um, it's true it's true you don't you can't you can't stop and you know one of the biggest things that i can recommend to everybody is that if there is even just one person that you feel can support you in whatever that is or just somebody that you can feel like you can talk to like reach out to that person do not be afraid you will never be a burden on them um it it can save lives like honestly for sure for sure um and shout out to all the people being that person for for people because that's also not not the easiest easiest thing to go through is when you're supporting others as well yeah Uh, yeah but yeah Throw, right. throw me another number <laughs> all right another number i forgot what numbers i've already said let's go with five five no more no worries um <laughs> would you say you're using your time wisely yes and no um obviously and this this might be for many people with the pandemic um you know what does that what does that mean for for people nowadays because before using our time wisely was just like time management like okay i got my work done i got this i got this and it was just like we were all so busy time managing all these different projects so you know that might mean different things for different people now um Mm. i have goals that i want to that i want to achieve um in my career in my business and there are days where i feel like i'm procrastinating because i'm like oh i'll do that tomorrow i'll do that tomorrow but then i think about it and i'm just like am i procrastinating or is this my, my mind and my body saying, actually, you just need to take a minute, you know, do something slow today, you know, go outside and just sit in the sun or, you know, go take a walk or something like that. It, and that's something that I'm trying to figure out right now is like, is it procrastination or is it me never having understood that my body was actually trying to tell me to slow down? <laughs> like, I'm, I'm not sure. Yeah. So am I using my time wisely? Yes and no. I got you. I got you. I mean, I get that that question is very subjective you know depending on what your goals are and what you're doing for sure um something you had mentioned about like you know working on a project and feeling like you're procrastinating because there are stuff you can do for it in that moment but it's just like um you know do i need to do it right away i used to think for myself uh, (laughs) it was that like you know okay maybe there's something i'm learning today that's going to help me with this task again in the future um Mm. that's what i used to always tell myself it does sound a little bit of justification for my procrastination (laughs) but uh (laughs) i think um 
when, when I've gotten to this point, at least right now, um, like I, I don't, I don't feel like I'm procrastinating anymore. It's just like I've broken down the steps to so many smaller steps that even though it doesn't feel like to on the outside that I'm, I'm moving, I'm moving. But to me, I know that for me, it's a little step by step every day kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> that was just no, like, I mean, it's true. I mean, like, I think that we have to allow every person to go through their own evolution. You know, if, if you are procrastinating, like, okay, maybe you're procrastinating, but maybe you are taking a minute to really reflect and be like, oh, this is a learning, a teachable moment for, you know, down the line. I mean, I don't know, but eventually, you know, if that's, if, you, if you're still working towards something that you want to achieve, that's going to make you happy, then, you know, is procrastination a thing? I, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think the, the way we define it, could be a little more specific you know because right now it's like it could be anything when you procrastinate yeah, um, yeah. but yeah no I've, I've had that uh, <laughs> my teaching teachable moment has been for like the past 10 years so it was a really <laughs> it was a really big lesson but i'm, I'm glad i learned it <laughs> yeah yeah i mean eventually yeah yeah um go ahead uh throw okay. me another number i'm gonna say 20 20 all right so it's a fill in the blank. Um, oh, okay. Politics is blank. <laughs> Corrupt. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I feel you. we. I, I what I think what I really don't like about the way that that politics is is just it's just two parties combating against each other in a very small margin of the population, but yet we group everybody into one or the other. And it just doesn't leave enough room for more perspectives to showcase how we could possibly get to a better, you know, system, a better economy. Instead, we're just going to these old school parties and like, it's just back and forth, back and forth. And I think at this point it is a little bit corrupt and we need to start looking at new ways and new approaches to doing things. I understand. Um, yeah, it's a very black and white way of looking at the world, wrong or right, um, with the two sides. It's like, <laughs> wait a second, is that my only choice? Um, kind <laughs> right. of thing, you know? <laughs> um, but yeah, I I mean, do you, are you in the States now or are you, you still overseas? I am in the States, oh, back okay. home For in, sure. in Southern California. Gotcha, gotcha. For some reason, I thought you had been living out in uh, in... Europe, I want to get I was, guess. <laughs> oh, well, I was in a few different places, yes. Um, and I think that's one of the reasons why I immediately was able to see the way that the American system was because I had time to actually live in a foreign country where I didn't experience all that stuff. And so when I had to reintegrate back into an American society during a pandemic, I automatically saw the way the news was here in the States versus the news in Australia where I was. And I was like, there is such a difference to the way that we do things and how crazy, like media driven we are in comparison to some other places. And it was really eye opening. That's what's up. That's what's up. I mean, I think that's what a lot of pe- people are missing as well. I don't know what the statistic is. I, I remember coming across it, but it was basically like the amount of Americans who's never left America and, you know, oh, yeah. and haven't yeah, left. Yeah, yeah, it might have changed now, but I think the last statistic I read, this might have been a few years ago, was like in the 70 percentile, some, something around that. 
Yeah, that's and that's that, that's mind blowing to me, especially when. Yeah, or it was also like how many Americans don't have passports, and that was also like, you know, yeah. a crazy number. Yeah, maybe maybe that's the one that I'm thinking of, but you know, at the same time, I'm also kind of like, oh, but do people? I mean, you know, which part of the population has the privilege to do that, and you know, which you know are are not given that opportunity? That's a, yeah, that's a whole other factor into it, too. Yeah. Um, I did want to ask you if you're cool talking about it. Like you, you own your own business, right? Like, I'm I'm trying. I am oh, trying. Okay. I know. <laughs> I, yes. I, I know like, that feeling. Yeah. Yes, I'm on. I'm on the beginning stages. My my early journey, but yes, it's it's been it's been really good, really fun. Um, yeah, is it uh something in the hospitality industry? It is. It's in the hospitality industry. I am basically advocating for a new way, a new model for hospitality called regenerative hospitality. Mm-hmm. Um, basically, what I'm saying is that the way that we were doing hospitality, it's not serving us anymore, which is why when the pandemic hit, our entire industry basically shut down because we weren't able to adapt quick enough because we were on all these traditional models. Um, so I'm, I'm really trying to help change that so that we can create a better, more resilient industry, but more importantly, that we do so in a way that um, kind of revitalizes people and the planet at the same time. I got you. I I think I feel like um, we're stuck in a lot of old school ways in many industries. Mm-hmm. So it's incredible you're tackling on the hospitality, hospitality industry in that sense too. Uh, and it's, it's weird that's the stuff we're, we're kind of unaware of at least for me I've had 10 jobs in 10 years and it didn't matter what job or industry I was in it's like they had similar problems and similar issues and oh, yeah. you know the bigger the company sometimes the more old school the ways can be because you know that, that's what's worked for them for so long why, why change yeah. it I know, I know. And there's also just a problem when it comes to like investment too, you know, at some point you might have this mission, this vision to do something and drive it home. And then the investors come in and then it becomes about the bottom line and trying to please the investors and making sure that you're always growing. And the only way to measure that with most companies now is, is monetary. You know, we don't look at other ways to monitor how a a company can actually be successful where money instead is used as a tool but it's not the end goal anymore. And that's something that I want to try and change. But first of all, a lot of people are like, oh, that's very idealistic. But then second of all, it's it would be literally a whole new system that people would have to be like learning. And I don't know if that many people are willing to try and do that. Yeah, no, I hear you. Um, I'm not super well-versed in the business world, but I can definitely hear where you're coming from. Yeah, and, um, yeah. So my... Oh, I was going to say next question. <laughs> okay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was like, ooh, so my. I was like, what's Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was, I was wondering okay. how I was going to phrase it, but I was like, oh, wait, I messed up. Next question. <laughs> so. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah, raw and uncut. Um, yeah, yeah, exactly. Let's see. What's, what number have a night show? Okay, let's go for uh, 25. 25. Um, do you believe in the supernatural? Ooh. You know, I I kind of do, but at the same time, I also want proof, if that makes sense. So, like, I've always wanted to stay at, like, a haunted hotel. Okay. That's always been my dream is to just be like, what's the most haunted place possible? Like, give me that room. Like, I will go in there. Like, that sounds so fun. 
um that but then crazy. you know people yeah. are just like okay i get that you want to be ghost hunting and everything like that i'm like yeah how fun would that be and then they start questioning they're like yeah but what if it's like demons and i'm like oh god i didn't think about that i'm like i don't want <laughs> like demon things like attached to me and then like it follows you around and like your whole world becomes terrible Damn. so now i'm kind of afraid yeah 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 wait <laughs> have, have you had anything supernatural happen to you I want to say yes, but every time I tell this story, people are like, yeah, okay, you were dreaming or like, oh, you're just embellishing a story. And I'm like, no, it really happened. And I, I still don't know if it did. And it's not even that crazy of a story, but I just remember I was asleep and I felt something or someone sit at the edge of my bed. And then like my bed, it's like they, they got up and they started shaking the foot of the bed while I was sleeping in it. And I just remember waking up thinking like, oh my God, what just happened? I looked around, nobody was there, nothing happened. Um, and then I just kind of went back to sleep. And then in the morning I woke up and I checked my bed and it was like pushed away from the wall. Like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Not, not by a lot, but it was pushed away enough where you would have to slightly move it. <laughs> so I quickly got on Google and I was like, earthquakes in LA, like did anything happen last night? Nothing. And so I was telling my, my, my brother and he's just like, yeah, yeah, whatever. Um, so yeah, to this day, I don't know if that was true, but it was freaky. No, no, that's, that, that sounds crazy as hell. <laughs> um, <laughs> I don't know if you ever had like sleep paralysis. I thought you were going yes. when you were talking about that, but yeah. Sleep oh no, I have had sleep paralysis quite a few times and that is awful. I do not recommend anyone have that. <laughs> I mean, I don't know if you can, you know, if that's self-induced, but I was like, that's the worst ever. Have you had that? I have. And I was going to ask you if, if there's like any pattern that you notice, because I've noticed a couple patterns for me that now I try to avoid. Oh, um, really? Like what? Yeah. So for me, it usually happens if one is like, I'm super tired. Like I, I, I kind of understand okay. and just like, I feel like there's a, some scientific uh, explanation for like opening up your eyes a little bit and feeling like you can't move if you're like super tired. It makes sense. Yeah. Um, that I tried to I tried to avoid that I tried to avoid sleeping on my back when I'm super oh, tired because yeah. I think that's when it happens the most is when I'm right because then like I guess there's like space that they could just sit on my chest or whatever but yeah. yeah I was just like okay I'm never doing that and now I always just like turn to the side if I'm like I don't even want to deal with it I don't want any kind of like uh, yeah. possibility of it happening which is cool but then I noticed like it does happen too if I sleep on my side, so I'm like I can't avoid it. Um, <laughs> but it's, here to get you. <laughs> I mean, you know, one of my supernatural stories is, um, you know, I've done a Ouija board before with a couple friends, and my ex my experience with that was super bananas. And um, yeah. And oh, have you shared that on the podcast before? I haven't. Would you like to know it? I yes, share it. <laughs> All right, yeah, I'm, I'll put it out there. And I'm sorry, mom. You know, <laughs> I don't think she knows this story. <laughs> <laughs> she always told me to stay away from it but i'll tell you like some like post stories too anyways yeah yeah in a nutshell it was like one halloween night in college uh one of my homies was like oh i got a ouija board you down to play it and i'm like all right let's give it a shot so it was me him and uh, another friend of ours three of us in my room doing the ouija board um so my friend he's more of the type to like know every, more more stuff about it so he kind of guided us and was like all right this is what you say this is what's supposed to happen so we start doing it so i don't know i don't know if you ever done it or seen it in person yeah. when you do the chant the opening chant you can the thing moves like it moves in an infinity sign on the board with your fingers on it while it's waiting for the question question 
to like wow. be asked right i know i didn't know that and i was like oh shit this is so bananas um <laughs> and then uh so we asked it a few questions like it knew my full name all five names and spelled it out when i was like what's my full name and wow. it did that um asked it how many spirits were in the room asked it how many people asked it like just some random questions but yeah. it got me like got me believing got me like wow. really juiced and i'm like oh my god this is this is bananas so and it's not like one of those people in the room like knew the answers and was like moving it so the story continues because uh, what happens is like afterwards I'm just like tripping I'm like I can talk to Tupac and Biggie now and like I could do <laughs> <laughs> that's the thing to do yeah <laughs> but you know I was just thinking about like all the people I could contact and like yeah. kind of uh, reach out to so I the next day right after Halloween I told my friend like we gotta do it again right like I need to figure out if this is <laughs> real or not this is like messing with my head um so he brings it over to our friend's house and we try it again this time we had done a little more research or at least I did I looked up like the two sides and what they say say about the Ouija board the believers are like yo this is you gotta think of it like a as a phone like you're calling into the other world and you don't know who's going to pick up and sometimes it's going to be a bunch of people trying to pick up the phone they're not fortune tellers so you can't ask them anything about the future but if anything yeah. they're just going to fuck around with you because it's like been so long since they talked to anybody that's what Ooh. the believers say right okay. um and then non-believers are like oh this is fake like subconsciously it's one of your friends moving the board yada 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 so that's the non-believers and so we tried it again and this time we took turns as pairs on the board it would not work unless i was on it <laughs> really and so everybody was like oh it's just jan like it's it's him he's a subconscious one moving it my fingernails were on that bitch and like i know i wasn't moving it <laughs> so <laughs> But who knows? Like, they wouldn't believe me. And I'm like, trust me, y'all. It was not me. <laughs> That's crazy. Oh, yeah. I did not dip in, my, in that realm. Mm -mm, no so, way. So I have this, like, lingering thought for the rest of my life. Because no one else is going to want to do it with me. And I don't think I want to do it anymore after I've learned more stuff about it. Um, yeah. But I'm just like, oh, man. Like, why why was it just me on there that you would move in stuff like that someone said that i was like a light spirit like someone that's just more prone to like having those things happen to me because i'm just i'm in a way looking for it i don't know i don't think i am <laughs> but whatever uh yeah so wow. that was my that's my ouija board story uh, oh that's too scary nope i don't <laughs> i don't even want to try i will live vicariously through that one experience from you <laughs> yeah, yeah 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 i think i think most people just get the freak fuck out when it when they hear me talk about it um and i mean think, looking back on it so i would say 10 years after that recently i had a conversation with like um I don't think she calls herself as a psychic, but she calls herself, you know, like some kind of medium, right? Mm -hmm. And it kind of ties into this podcast in a way. But one of the things that stood out to our, with our, in our conversation was that she wanted, she was telling me that um, I need to reach out to my ancestors more. Like I've been neglecting them or something, right? Mm -hmm. And then in my mind, I'm all like, he's right. Because I never really think about my grandparents as much. I never met them um and the ones that i did meet like we didn't have the best relationship so it was just like they were always like an afterthought uh, sad yeah. to say um uh, but yeah she was like 
they sh oh yeah they're kind of like letting me know that they remember seeing you like step into like the dark side or you know the this there's this line that they they can follow you in but if you cross it when i was doing the ouija board um that they were like we can't help him he's over there right now and <laughs> you know like kind wow. of thing like that was like a message that she wanted to convey to me mm. and so yeah i mean that conversation about the ancestors kind of like made me really think about you know how i can honor them and that's how i kind of like well we have this opportunity to kind of do that for our descendants and it's really pushed me it's into like crazy. you know doing this yeah. <laughs> hey, well yeah. hey so some good came out of the ouija board then because that led you to the <laughs> you know anyways that's yeah, so yeah. fascinating yeah so fascinating well i mean shoot sorry for like dominating right there <laughs> it's no. not usually uh I don't usually do that, but, you know, I feel like that's a great story to talk about. And I said it a lot to like a lot of coworkers and whatnot, but never on yeah. the podcast, but now people, people know about it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah. Um, so wow. just a heads up, we got about fifth, 10, 15 minutes left in the pod. Uh, cool. I think we can knock out another number. Go for it. All right. Let's knock out another number. Uh, let's go for, Ooh, let's go 32. 32. <laughs> it's all good it's all good it's like picking your lottery numbers right like i don't I know. know what to choose um what does it mean to have a healthy perspective mm. i think that's going to be different for everybody to be honest um depending on what you value as being healthy um i personally think that the more you are able to make an educated decision based off multiple perspectives. So that's one of the things that I try to do in my own podcast is when I talk to people, I don't want to just make a decision for the sake of making a decision because I think it's the right decision. I think for me, I need to understand it from other people who are living an experience um, to better understand how to make something better. So for me, having a healthy perspective is making sure that I am allowing more diverse voices to give me information. Um, so it's not just about reading a textbook. It's not just about reading that one article, or it's not just about going to the same news site over and over again. I personally prefer to do my research, so to speak, um, through real people and what their real experiences in life are. I can dig it. I can dig it for sure. Um, yeah. You mentioned your podcast. Uh, can, can you tell me more about what that's about? Yeah. Um, so I basically do my own podcast for the hospitality industry. I mean, it's I just love it so much, the, the industry, um, that I'm basically trying to, part of that regenerative hospitality is trying to understand, at least in this season, what is hindering our ability to thrive as humans in hospitality, which means we have to be more open to hearing from diverse groups of people who work in the industry to understand what challenges they are facing and then asking them what do they think we should be uh, creating for better opportunities for their demographic or their subculture. So for example, I just did a podcast with moms in hospitality. So rather than just focusing on women, 
I said, well, let's focus on mothers because not very many people are talking about that particular um, group of people. So what does it mean to be a mom in hospitality? What kind of challenges do they face? Um, and we, I had people, I had a, a woman from Denmark, another one from India, and another one from Singapore because everybody was going to have a different perspective. And that was definitely going to be different from the US. So I was like, I have to know like what people are doing uh, in, in different parts of the world too. Um, so yeah, uh, that's kind of what I'm doing. And I'm doing that with multiple different groups of people, moms, dads, black community, LGBTQ+. Um, I'll probably do Asian next. I've been hanging out for a little bit just because of, of Asian hate. I'm taking some time to really make sure I reflect on what's happening before I just invite people. Um, so yeah, things like that. I hear you. That, that sounds crazy. Um, and I'm sure more, more ideas are going to pop up as, as long as, as you go on. Um, but that's what's up. I, I know, uh, like, it's funny with these podcasts, we're all trying to find like a, a lane for ourselves, right? Trying to find like, who is going to want to hear what, what I'm talking about? And um, mm -hmm. I think that's always a challenge. But yeah, would you say you're you're finding your audience? Because that's something I'm still in the middle of, you know? <laughs> um, I think slowly, but surely, there's a lot of different people who are doing podcasts right now in the hospitality space. Um, so I had to make sure that I was coming at it from an angle that other people aren't currently talking about. Um, and that's maybe that's my unpopular opinion right now. Like maybe I'm trying to do stuff that people aren't talking about um, and I'm trying to be more controversial in that way. But um, okay, yeah, 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 yeah. I think finding the audience is really just like, what do you love? Because when you love something and you have that passion, your audience will follow. And I think that's that's pretty special. No doubt. No doubt. Um, all right. So we've reached the concluding portion of the podcast. Um, I have a few Ooh. more few more questions for you, but it's just okay. like a little bit of a wrap up. Uh, my first question for you is actually from my previous guest because I've been trying to find a way to connect my guests together. Uh, so, Amazing. yeah, <laughs> thank you. That, it was a good. I thought it was a good idea too. But, <laughs> but um, so this question is: if you could be any profession what would it be and why and not the one you're currently in like it could just be something out of left field like has nothing to do with what you're doing now um this is this is how it was explained to me by the person who asked shout out to kg this is her question um so she was like yeah it has nothing it doesn't have to do it with anything from like right now of who you are but if you're gonna mm -hmm. you just happen to have the skills and you happen to have the, the opportunity what would you want to do um, I feel like I would probably be doing something in like, I don't know, foster care or something like that. Um, like if I could somehow be like a wizard at either technology or maybe just like in extreme sales, like whatever that looks like to be able to use my like talents to help foster kids, like that would be amazing like I would love to be able to do that and it's not to say that I can't still do that today like you know I still probably can but I'd have to use different talents for sure for sure um, my second question for you is what would you like to ask the next next guest mm, 
am I allowed to choose something from my really incredible uh, book? Oh, absolutely. And tell me what that book is. Oh, shoot. I don't even know where it is. <laughs> um, it's um, it's called the Book of Questions. Oh. Um, it's, and I can't, I can't even think of the author. It's George somebody. But it's literally just like a thousand different questions in the book. And it's all these crazy, like controversial questions. Sometimes it's just for you to reflect on your own, but you can also ask them. And I usually, I mean, I bring this to dinner parties all the time. I just, <laughs> I don't know why. Um, no, that's great. Uh, damn, I feel like I need to read the book. I thought yeah, some you, of those questions yeah. in the air. Great for you. Um, for sure. uh, is this going to be edited? Do I have time to get my book? <laughs> uh, it, I mean, I could edit it, but uh, if, if you want to go run and grab it real quick, feel free. Uh, okay, let me, just, let me just, because I have to give you a good question. I just have to. All right, go for it. Go for it. Okay. Go ahead. Okay, so it's the book of questions. Gregory Stock. This is it right here. For anybody who is looking to have some deep reflective questions for yourself or if you want to ask questions to your family and friends this is a good one for sure for sure um all right let me give you a question for your next guest okay if a technological breakthrough could enable people to travel as quickly and cheaply across the world as they now do between adjacent cities but at the price of 500,000 deaths a year, would you want the technology developed? All right, I could ask you to repeat that slower or I'm just gonna get this question after I uh, rewatch the episode. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I'll give you a few just in case. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, that, that would be dope. I'd probably just add that into the podcast, like throw it into the bin. But uh, yeah, you know. Um, so it was either, it, was, it had something to do with like choosing the greater good with, with people or like if you, Yeah, it's basically yeah. like if you could basically travel in the blink of an eye like this to an adjacent city, um, probably in the US, you could, if the like the technology would be there, but it would be at the expense of 500,000 people dying every single time that you did it. Like, yeah. would you want that technology to be developed? Yeah, yeah, wow. I mean, off, right off the bat, I'd say no, <laughs> but uh, yeah, that's that's very interesting. Um, I know, I know. There's quite a few questions like that um, where they make you like choose. Like, I mean, that one would be something for somebody who really likes to travel because that'd be harder for them. I but see. there's other ones where it's like you choose a loved one versus like something else, and it's like really intense. Ooh. Okay. Okay. Um, I'm looking forward to the other questions, and probably gonna have to cop a copy of that book for myself. Um, <laughs> yeah it reminds me of something uh I, I had done with some kids when i was working at a high school it was called the ethics bowl and um it was kind of like debate but instead of getting points for like proving the other person's wrong you get points for providing perspectives and the more perspectives you can provide the more points you got which i thought was like Ooh. super interesting and i was like this is great for like teenagers i'm glad that this this uh well it's great it'll be great awesome. for anybody but <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's, cool. no, that's incredible yeah no th these are really great um you know and maybe even this book could help you add in some new questions for people that are like really crazy and i don't know really zany and like just get the uh i mean different perspectives right that's what it's all about uh, yep. but yeah yeah all right and um my last question for you is what is the greatest lesson you learned you've learned thus far the greatest lesson that i've learned thus far Oh, that's a tough one. That is a tough one. Um, 
I would say the greatest lesson that I've learned is sometimes you need to let old things die in order for new things to come in. So it could be old ways of thinking, could be old stuff that you have, could be old trauma, anything that is old and is no longer serving you. Sometimes it's okay to let it go um, because it means that there's going to be more room for new, exciting, and interesting things that, that will come your way. I feel you. I feel you. Um, that's crazy. Uh, I probably, I'll open up about this one. I, I feel like in hindsight, I made a mistake, but I also know why I did it. But during quarantine, I basically let go of all my memories from like middle school and high school, like my yearbooks and whatnot. I was just like, I don't need these anymore. That's not like what my life is anymore. Um, mm. so in a good, in a way I let it go, but I'm also like, damn, I, maybe i should have taken some pictures of like some stuff just to, just to have but uh yeah yeah that's that's something that um like you said getting rid of the old just to, for new things to come in and um that was one of my processes during quarantine but for sure yeah uh, just want to thank you again for coming on um i hope you had fun uh and yeah <laughs> that was cool for you uh but yeah thank you for your time thank you for sharing your story and perspectives um for all the, the heavy bombs you dropped on, on me today which i i'm all for it this is what these conversations are all about for me and uh and for your energy it's uh it's been a while and i'm, I'm like at least for me like i tell this to, to everybody too is that whatever age i've met you at you're always going to be that age to me like no matter Sick. what right like we're still going to be the college students from back in the day <laughs> i know i know just doing our own things but um yeah uh this for everybody out there thank you for tuning in um and still trying to find like my signature way to end everything um getting close